Hey, Camp Kids, welcome back to the Camp Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bob, and I'm on a mission to bring together a community of camp people from all around the world. Whether you are currently in your camp career or it's been a while since you've been at camp, when you're with us, you're at home. Today, you are meeting Smooth, someone who I've worked alongside for many summers. Smooth and I met at college and through a casual conversation found out that we had camp in common. She came to camp with me that summer, and we've been on so many camp adventures since. Though her name may be ironic, Smooth walks us through how she has become a more confident person and embraces who she is through her camp experiences. So without further ado, let's meet Smooth. Welcome to the Camp Kids Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with us today to share your camp story. So let's go ahead and just dive in. Tell us who you are and where you're speaking to us from today. Hey, uh, my name is Sarah, also known as Smooth. Um, I'm from Springfield, Missouri. Well, tell us a little bit about your background camp experience as a camper. Where did you go to camp? With what organization? And for how long? I started out going to Girl Scout camp, actually. It was about third grade. I saw uh, an ad for horse camp and was really ironic because I already had horses, but I demanded to go to that camp. And... (laughs) Yeah, I I just got hooked into it of, oh, if I'm in Girl Scouts, I can go to all these camps. And so I was like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. After that, I spent, I don't know, three, four years at Camp Flying Tea. Um, it was this canoe camp out in the middle of nowhere in southwest Kansas. <laughs> Doing that for summer after summer got me really involved in Girl Scouts and my counselors there were fantastic and got me really involved in water and canoeing and that has continued on to today. After that I went to church camp here in Missouri and was there for a couple summers and that got me into Camp High Hill um, towards like Herman and up in that area. It was definitely different than either of my Girl Scout experiences. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine. Yeah, I worked for when Windermere was open down at the Lake of the Ozarks. And yeah, church camp is very different than Girl Scout camp. Still a good experience, but very different, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's dive into your experience as a staff member. Tell us about how you got involved in working at camp over the summer. How I got dragged into working for camp was actually because of you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, talking about getting my my gold award and you kind of perked up and said, hey, what about, have you thought about being a camp counselor? and actually going back to my experience at Camp Flying Tea, I remember one of my counselors there, her camp name was Sunshine. And I just thought she was the coolest thing ever. And I wanted to be her when I grew up. <laughs> that followed into, yes, I want to be at camp. And I feel like I became that person to a lot of kids. So I went to camp, became the camp counselor, and I uh, rose up the ranks, as it were, and I really enjoyed my time. So I started off, I got hired on as an assistant unit leader, and I remember that you had posted or made a notice about, hey, we're doing lifeguard training. Does anybody want to, you know, join up, take the class? And I had wanted to be a lifeguard for 
years up into that point. And so my mom encouraged me, Hey, go take that class. You know, you, this is something you've wanted to do. And so I took the class and became a lifeguard and held that position along with an assistant unit leader for about two summers. And then the waterfront director position opened up and I said, you know what, why not? Let's see how this goes. And one thing led to another and I became the waterfront director for camp for five summers, I believe it was. Oh my goodness. And, uh, yeah. That's incredible. So just to go back a little bit of what you're saying, for our listeners who aren't familiar with Girl Scouts, the gold award is the highest award that you can receive in Girl Scouts. It's the exact equivalent to the Eagle Award from Boy Scouts. So just to say like, that's an amazing accomplishment right there. Like it's, that's so awesome that you were able to do that. And I remember specifically, cause I remember we lived in the same residence hall and I was working at yep. the front desk and I was like, I remember you were talking about Girl Scouts. I was like, Oh, Girl Scouts. Oh my goodness. Another Girl Scout. Practically shoved an application down your throat and you're like, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, my goodness. Yeah. And then for our lifeguard training too, I remember, I can't remember what exercise we did first. Cause I know that when we had done lifeguard training together, it was also my first time do, becoming a lifeguard. And like, did we, I think we did the brick test first because I think you were the first one that did it. Cause you were like, I just want to get this over with. And you did it. Yeah. And you did it the first time. And we all were like, Oh my gosh, she's so talented. And cause we all struggled <laughs> with the brick afterwards. So like you were definitely made for the water. You were definitely made for that position. So even from the very yeah. first moment of lifeguard training, so. which is funny when I tell these kids, don't drown because I don't want to get in the water. <laughs> oh, I will if I have to, but I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so ironic knowing you two and how fair skinned you are that you're always out in the sun all the time too. So. Oh yeah. And I've gotten in plenty of trouble for being out there and refusing to wear sunscreen. I've gotten better over the years, but still. Mm -hmm. And I even remember one summer too, it was like, you'd gone through burn after burn after burn. And then finally, like at the end of the summer, you had a tan and we were like, oh my gosh, smooth this tan. This is great. Like, oh. yeah, I think it got to the point, like almost whoever my pool aid was for that week, like somebody would get assigned, okay, now you got to go put sunscreen on smooth. Don't let her tell you no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, good times. Well, speaking of your camp name, Smooth, please share with our listeners the story behind your camp name. Oh, my goodness. So it was the first summer it, I had, we had gone through lifeguard training and like had been kind of, you know, trying to figure out what it would be my name. You know, I was like, okay, what are your favorite interests? Well, you know, Scooby-Doo is, you know, pretty up there. And I was told that I really couldn't do that one because it had already been taken. And so next week was um, staff training and I showed up for it. I only knew like three people there and that was you and the two other people that were in our lifeguard class. And I was like really quiet, really unsure. And we were doing this 
low ropes, get to know you game. And I went too hard for the stupid owl or whatever we were using. (laughs) And I bit the dust and everyone was like, man, that was, that was pretty smooth. And just, it kind of stuck. And I think it's really funny that that's my name because I am an extremely clumsy person. And so it just, it, it became a thing. Oh my gosh, it absolutely did. I remember more so even to the schmooth that came as well. Do you know the yeah. story behind that one as well? I think it was Fluttershy that started that. Or it was either you or Fluttershy that started it. And it was just in that very Squidward, nasally voice. But beyond that, I don't remember the the start of that. I think I, I was gonna say I think it was Fluttershy too. put that lovely little trademark for you together. I know a lot of camp counselors who have like a signature. And I know a lot of camp counselors that have like a great story behind their name. But I don't know many that have even like a tagline that goes with their name or like they have like an audio signature as you do. Yeah. And you have like an not only like a camp name and the story, but you also have that audio signature because you can't just call you smooth. We have to say and smooth. <laughs> like that's the only way to say it. The only other camp person that I've met with like an audio signature would be Pinecone. And she worked at Camp Sacagawea. She was actually the barn director for a while. And every time she was on the walkie, she'd be like, so-and-so to Pinecone. And that's like, you can't say your name any other way. And I think it's just so special when you have like an audio name tag like that. It also became a thing where anytime I would like sign my name signature wise, I would somehow run out of space for the H and it became smooth. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time without fail, I would like, start out real big and end up real small with no room. (laughs) It's like the opposite of the H is silent. The H is just implied. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I love that. And my goodness, you you mentioned Scooby-Doo and literally, guys, Smooth had Scooby-Doo everything. Like Scooby-Doo bed sheets, Scooby-Doo stickers. I mean, it was everywhere. Like, I... I know that there was one person that was already Scooby-Doo, but man, that would have fit you really well too. So, <laughs> Yeah, we had a Tall Sock Tuesday and I had Scooby-Doo snapback, Scooby-Doo shirt, Scooby-Doo shorts, Scooby-Doo tall socks, and Scooby-Doo shoes. Like that was, Tuesday was my Scooby-Doo outfit. <laughs> you would be glad to know that I teach a song. It has nothing to do with Scooby-Doo, but it, you say the word Scooby-Doo in it over and over again. And I teach it to my kids and they love it so much. It would be a great camp song. Oh, I, I love that. I'm trying to go out to a Girl Scout camp in San Diego for a week this summer. And if I do, I'll be like, all right, friends, here's the new camp top song. It's called Scooby-Doo. You're going to love it. So. New song to annoy your counselors. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, what kept you coming back to camp summer after summer? I think the top two reasons was the friendships that I would make with the people on staff because spending two to two and a half months out of the year, out of the summer with the same core group of people, you just form these such tight bonds. 
And especially when you get those people that come back summer after summer, you want to see them again. And if you see them out in the real world outside of camp, you know, it's it's not the same to some extent, but definitely the staff members was one of the reasons why I'd come back. And the other one would definitely be the kids because you would see them summer after summer and you'd get to see them grow up and change. And, you know, sometimes you'd see a, a kid one summer and you're like, great. <laughs> they are a handful. And then they come back the next summer and you're like, oh my God, you have changed so much. You have become such a better version of yourself and I can't wait to see what you do and sometimes those kids would grow up to be your staff members you know years later and it it's so great to work with them I had the pleasure of interviewing Dumbo recently and I was like oh my gosh like you have grown up so much like oh my gosh it's it's magical like you you're amazing now. <laughs> and not that not yeah. that she was one of those campers that ever like gave us a headache or anything like that, but it was like, wow, like we we really made an impact. We really inspired mm -hmm. some people. So speaking of inspiring people, who were some people from camp that inspired you and how did they do that? One of them is Carmel. She is one of my best friends and she is something somebody that I see out in the real world and <laughs> You know, at this point, I, I babysit her kids. You know, I'm Aunt Sarah to them. And she just is one of those people that gives it to you so real. And I want to be like her some days, you know, just being able to speak your mind and say, say how it is. And I know during the summers, you develop a different personality and you become this whole different person. And I feel like that's true for me. Like during the summers, I'm a lot more relaxed. I become smooth. And Carmel is one of those people who she is the same person during summer and out of summer. And I feel like that is something that could be really embraced. And I, I just, I love her a lot. Oh, Carmel. I miss Carmel so much. And for our listeners, Carmel has done just about everything. I would say camp related. I mean, she was not only talented, like as a counselor, but also in the waterfront and also in the kitchen. I mean, she really- And on the ropes. That's right. I totally forgot that too. She's done everything. I mean, my goodness. Oh yeah. Well, next time you talk to her, tell her I said hello. Of oh, course. You share with her that you were on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> That's oh, I will. She's got a, a new baby, so she's got plenty of time. Oh, my gosh. Jitterbug, too. Did you see that she just had her baby? I did, and I, I'm i so happy for them. Mm -hmm. Me, too. Carmel just had Alice in beginning of December, and I will probably not pick her up for another month or two, let her develop a little bit more, and then I'll pick her up. <laughs> but, so uh, yeah, now, Melly, her oldest, I didn't touch her or pick her up until she was probably about five or six months old so yeah well i'm so happy for her and her family that's so good those kids oh my gosh they're gonna be the best fed kids they're gonna have the <laughs> best food the best parenting it'll be good well anyway my next question is what is the most important lesson that you've learned from camp i would probably say that it is okay to be unashamedly you <laughs> um don't let other people 
change who you are. I feel like I'm real quiet. I'm real reserved from everything. And I had kids that would come up to me and say, you know, I was really scared of you at the beginning of the week, but now and tell you how awesome you are. I would love to hear what your funniest camp story is. There's been a couple of times where I've had kids go out into the middle of the lake and look at me and say, watch this, and uh, proceed to tip over their canoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny afterwards, not so much right in the moment. When I think about my camp experience, never did I think that I would blank. As a kid, I don't think I would have ever expected to become waterfront director or in charge of, you know, all water activities. Um, but... I, I really feel like, um, you know, my experience from canoe camp and learning all of those different things about canoes and kayaks really helped me be comfortable in the role as a waterfront director. Just being aware of all the safety features, but also how to make things fun for kids. Yeah, you're definitely very talented when it comes to like canoeing and kayaking and you know, getting the kids who have capsized themselves out <laughs> and all of that stuff. So, that's well, and also to, to build on that, I recently got my certification to be a lifeguard instructor. <gasps> oh my goodness. So. Congratulations. Smooth. Yep. That's yep. so great. American Red Cross. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you working like through them directly or like through another not-for-profit? So actually, I got my certification through Challenge Quest. They are wanting to go towards an aquatic direction. And so when they got to camps and trained for their people for ropes, they also have an option to train their lifeguards. Wow, that's incredible. Yep. That'll be so cool. So I actually just got a job with the Kansas City Council up here. They do part-time work or camp staff only on the weekends yeah. and I'm going this weekend to do like slingshots and archery and low ropes and stuff like that and then the following weekend is high ropes and during my interview I was like oh are you, do you guys go through challenge quest and then like no we go through this one other company and I was like oh okay whatever but, <laughs> but I'm still really excited it's been what since 2016 since they've been rope certified so <laughs> i'm yeah like... I've, I've got that i've got rope certification mm -hmm. as well but i am definitely far more comfortable in the aquatics than i am in the ropes <laughs> when did you get rope certified i think 2019 you... yeah so now i've got a little dabbled in a little bit of in everything at camp but uh it's like i'll do it but uh i'd rather be in the water oh my gosh well, that kind of leads me to my next question. What do you do nowadays? Yeah, uh, during the off season, I do work for Challenge Quest. Uh, they'll pull me out for events and stuff. And then hopefully this next summer, I will be here actually, hopefully in a couple of months, I'll be going around to different camps and training their lifeguards, helping out with rope stuff as well. And then the Girl Scout Council here, Girl Scouts in Missouri Heartland, they reach out to me and ask me to facilitate for stuff. <gasps> Last summer, I did a canoe day for them, and then I went on a float trip with them and helped supervise that. That's so cool. Where did you guys end up going? I think we were on the Elk River. Yeah, we did an overnight down there. <gasps> I love the Elk. 
so much. Yep. That's a good one. That's an easy float too. It was it was pretty good for the kids. The water was high enough that we didn't have to drag any canoes, thankfully. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a little bit about kind of the COVID summers, the summers of 2020 and 2021. Did you do any programming at all in 2020? No, I was not a part of it. I know that the council here, they did a, a virtual program type of deal, but I was not involved in any of it that summer. I, you know, kind of focused on staying safe and going to work. But yeah, no, I was not involved for the, any of that, unfortunately. But for 21, yes, I was a part of camp. I think every picture I saw, you guys were like masking and everything like that. So kind of describe a little bit about that summer. What did you guys do differently? So for 21, yeah, we wore masks all the time. The only time that we were allowed to not be masked up is when we were within our own little group, our own little isolation group that we didn't other units and stuff we had all of our meals delivered to us and then you know we were sanitizing anytime we had to like cross with each other for like the the changing tents for the pool and lake and when kids were brought in you know we had to go through a covid screening how's your temp do you feel sick all that kind of stuff and it was an experience having to do that because we weren't able to interact with other kids or really even our fellow counselors because we had to isolate ourselves. We were supposed to isolate ourselves from each other as well, just so that we could be safe. For me and some of my lifeguards, it was a little different because we were able to see other kids and other counselors just because we were the lifeguards. But I think overall for a lot of the kids and for the other counselors, it was a different experience because they weren't able to see their friends from other units or things like that. Were you guys even allowed to do like final campfires or anything like that? Yeah, we were. I think we kept like at least a 10 feet separation between each of the groups and so we were breaking out a lot of tarps and stuff to make sure that everybody had their own little spot i went up to camp sacagawea for a couple weeks that summer and they weren't quite at that extent we actually slowly got a bit more restrictive as we got into my time there i was only up there for the last couple weeks in august or i guess last week of july first week of august and yeah no it's different when you have to keep people apart like just the normal natural traditions of things disappear and it makes it very different. So now you guys started at Latonka, Camp Latonka, correct? Did you guys go to Camp Finbrook that summer? Yes. Uh, yeah, you're right. We did start at Latonka and then we did transition over to Finbrook. And unfortunately we were there for only about two weeks. And then the COVID cases here in Springfield, were rising and so they made the decision to close camp early. It was truly unfortunate because Finbrook is such a large camp that, you know, it takes a week or so to settle in and get used to the travel times and to get used to camp in general that we hadn't really had the chance to settle in. It's from my understanding, we still haven't really been able to recover just quite yet to be able to offer consistent residential camp programming in the summer. So I hope that, I hope that becomes the case. Cause I mean, wow, does Girl Scout resident camp offer a lot that it really does. 
We didn't have camp last summer. I haven't heard anything regarding camp this summer. I'm really hopeful that they do resume camp because you discover a lot about yourself as a as a kid there and as a as a counselor. Well, my next question for you is if you could bring anything from camp into your everyday life, what would it be? I would probably bring how carefree things are at camp. Even as a as a counselor there, you know, you are you're stressed about, you know, making sure you have all the kids, you have everything is going how that's supposed to go. But camp is truly pretty carefree. You don't have a lot of outside distractions. You don't have, you know, your cell phone blowing up. You don't have the internet. It's a great time to recharge and to to rediscover yourself, really. I love that. That was so beautifully put. (laughs) Thank you. If you could change one thing about your camp experience, what would it be? To to grow up going to the the camps and then be doing the counselor and training and getting that experience before becoming a counselor because I feel like that gives you a unique experience on how kids experience things versus as a counselor. But I will say you were definitely a seasoned person before you walked through the door. I mean, you, you already knew exactly, you know, about youth development and how to offer great programming. I mean, you were already knocking it out of the park from the very beginning, I would say. Well, considering all my little ducklings that I would have following me everywhere by the end of the week. (laughs) (laughs) I, I had quite a shadow. Well, let's move into our final questions here. What is your favorite camp song? My favorite fun song was probably Percy the Polar Bear. And then my favorite, like, quiet down wishboat song is probably On My Honor. Oh, I love On My Honor so much. That's such a good one. Now, did you ever make it up to Camp Sacagawea? Yes, I went up there... I think 2017, I was was up there for a a week or two. That's what I thought, because we had learned Percy from Mm -hmm. Camp Sacagawea and brought that one down. And I was like, oh, that's such a good one. So imagine that you had been up there. So awesome. Well, my second question for you is, what is your favorite camp meal? Um... So when Carmel was the kitchen manager, she made this fantastic uh was it chicken pot pie Mm. and it is one of my favorite things and even now she has to pay me back for something and say just make me a dish of chicken pot pie and we're good (laughs) oh my goodness yes especially like on a rainy day oh oh yeah she puts what is your favorite camp tradition last night campfire yep you get around the fire, sing the songs, and then, you know, as you get up and watch the each unit, you know, perform a skit or sing a song or, you know, whatever they've chosen to do. By the end of the summer, you start keeping a, a running tally of how many times a certain song or skit has been done, but it's it's always a good time. And then you're shuffling kids through the the fire ring to make their s'mores. It's like, come on, hurry up, hurry up, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you dropped your marshmallow? Ah, I guess you'll get another one. (laughs) (laughs) That one's for Ricky the raccoon right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
RIP the thanks a lot cookies that made perfect s'mores for us. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. I have had some coworkers. I asked them what their favorite Girl Scout cookie was. So I was placing in an order and they were like s'mores and thanks a lots. And I go, they don't exist anymore. Um, at least the s'mores don't in our council anymore. So yeah, I, I think they've discontinued those. Gold yeah. right there. They should totally, and I'm just throwing this out there to the powers that be, they should do throwback cookies and they should make it during like the off season and they should have the thanks a lot and the animal treasures which is essentially the same thing but animal and thank you are two different things that you can print on the same cookie <laughs> and oh what was it before the lemonades they were like lemon surprise or something like that or lemon okay. supreme and they're like a lemon dust on it or something yes well yeah. Or maybe I'm thinking of Savannah Smiles because they do Savannah Smiles in a different baker, or at least they used to. But there was one mm. that we used to do. And then there was like these pinatas, I remember growing up. They were so good. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they should do throwback cookies. Man, talk about making some some business. I was going to say, if they do it with their, like, their fall sales when they do the, the nuts and chocolate and stuff, you know. Yeah. Which, by really the way, audience. Holiday. There is a nuts and candy sale that Girl Scouts do in the fall and everybody is sleeping on it because they make the best Christmas gifts and also just the best treats. And I literally order like $150 worth of product every year because it's so good and everybody is sleeping on it. Just find a Girl Scout in like October, November, and they will make all of your holiday wishes come true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's so good. All of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, throwback cookies. Throwing it out there for the world right now. Let's make it happen. Well, <laughs> my next question for you is who should I interview for the podcast next? We've already talked about her, but I feel like you'd get a lot of interesting stories out of Cornwall. I sure would. <laughs> oh my goodness. Such good stuff. And she could definitely provide a lot of good stuff about all of the camps on the eastern side of council and everything. So. Yeah, that is so true. What do you miss the most from camp? I miss how relaxed it was and being able to have all of your best friends right there. Because, you know, as adults, it's it's harder to stay connected with people. You know, we've got our own lives, our own families. And at camp, you're, you're surrounded by them that you almost wish you could be anywhere but there. I miss that. I the weekend cuddle puddles in the staff room or wherever and just being with each other and making those memories. I forgot about the cuddle puddle until you said that just now. Do you want to describe yeah, no, what that, that was is? the hardest thing. One of the hardest things about 21 is not being able to do that. Oh my gosh. Can you describe to our listeners what a cuddle puddle is? Cuddle puddle is at the end of the week, after the end of week staff meeting, you all just kind of collapse in a pile on top of each other and you just talk about the week and you sometimes complain about what kid you had and other times it's just a, a quiet moment of no one is talking there's no one asking for your attention <laughs> and it's just relaxing with each other and being able to reconnect and recharge it's like roses and thorns but a lot less informal <laughs> 
a lot less informal. (laughs) (laughs) Where can people find you if they want to contact you or follow you? I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is Sunfield Ginger because I am the only ginger that will actively seek out the sun. (laughs) Well, Smooth, that's all the questions that I have for you. Was there any other thoughts or stories or things that you wanted to say or share here on the podcast? Camp was a big part of my experience growing up and as a young adult. And, you know, there is not a single thing that I would change about it. All right, Camp Kids, that was smooth. Make sure to contact them if you have any questions and check out all the links in the show notes. If you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let's keep this Camp Kids community growing by spreading it to others who are part of the camp community. Please leave a rating or review, preferably a five-star rating, so that others can find our podcast too. Next week, we are meeting someone from the other side of the country on the Western coast that tells us all about their facility. That's all that I have for you for now, but remember that this is good night and not goodbye. Goodbye.